All right, welcome to a beautiful football as well as sporting journey tonight right here on hashtag MSW. And remember the WhatsApp voice note, whatever is on your mind for the entire two hours, you can always drop us a voice note. Don't wait for me to prompt you towards any specific direction. You are part of the show, so you can always vent, you can always say, you can always compliment, you can say whatever it is. Send it through 0605842250, and that is the number you need to lock down. Otherwise, Marawa Sports Worldwide, Twitter and Instagram, hashtag MSW is where we at. If you want to remember the numbers and put them on uh, your speed dial 89 2000 That is for Radio 2000. 89 110 for Metro. We're not going to waste much time today. we still got the chairman's chair uh, coming up later on, though. Uh, some top developing stories as well within the continent. And hence, we are going to go straight through to Ghana, where football journalist uh, who is based in Ghana, Gary L. Smith, uh, joins me on the line. Gary, good evening. Welcome to MSW. Hey, Robo. Welcome to Ghana as well. Thank you so much indeed. I always <laughs> think of you, my friend, whenever big developing stories do happen because you're right on top of it. You're in the pulse of everything going on there. There's been topsy-turvy events going on there, Gary. Uh, but then I do believe that earlier today, a major development happened in Ghana. Tell me more about the so-called what? Normalization Committee. Well, just as it says on the tin, their job is to normalize well, And today, four persons were named to be on this committee just as a quick reminder for your listeners who may be out of the loop ghana football has been in a mini crisis in the last five or six months because a gentleman by name anas Anas, a very eminent journalist here um had an investigation that sort of shook the foundations of ghana football his investigation caught dozens of refs being compromised and taking bribes for games around the country over a one-year period. But most important of all, the Ghana Football Association president himself, Chris Nyantichi, was seen in the video offering bribes and basically making a mess of himself. Afterwards, he was given a 90-day ban by FIFA, and he has resigned from being president of Ghana Football, and all his portfolios have been taken from him. As a result... Ghana football has ground to a halt, and FIFA, the government of Ghana, and the Confederation of African Football have been working to normalize things. And so hence, today, at midday, a normalization committee was announced in Accra. Were people taken by surprise? Maybe was Gary Elsmith taken by surprise by all of these developments, and why? Well, um, after the normalization committee, we knew it was happening even during the World Cup. Because when things happen as they did in Ghana, it's a standard procedure for FIFA to put in place a normalization committee. So the two things that FIFA can do, as your, your listeners or your discerning listeners will very well know, is that anytime there's any sense of government interference, FIFA will do what? They are going to ban the country, right? But in the rare occasion where FIFA thinks that, okay, the government is interfering, but this kind of interference is some interference is something we agree with. So, for example, in the case of Ghana, a journalist brought evidence to show that top GFA officials were caught on camera collecting bribes. This journalist then sent the video to FIFA and says to FIFA, "Look at your people in Ghana. This is what they are doing. They are bringing the name of the game in disrepute, and so and so you should do something about it." In that case, 
FIFA did not call it interference. They agree that they must do something about it. And so it wasn't much of a surprise that a normalization committee was going to be formed. What was a surprise was always going to be the names on the committee. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's normal. Even in South Africa, if there's a normalization committee and there's only four people from the entire population of South Africa, obviously there are people who are not going to agree with all the names of the four. But hey, they are here and we can hope that their mandate, which is um, six months long, so their mandate ends not later than the 31st of March 2019. So they have six months within which to do all their jobs and also to restructure Ghana football. And you talk about the composition of the individuals. Now, if it is led by one of the richest men in Ghana, in Dr. Kofi Amawa, does he have time for all of this? Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, because I knew I was going to speak to you, I thought of it and I'm like, okay, just imagine Dr. Patrice Motepe being made the head of a normalization committee. Hmm. That's the equivalent. He's very so, busy. I mean, He's very, very busy. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say, that, you know, football... Yeah, but, 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 but then again, even though he's very busy, Rob, if we put Dr. Patrice Motepe there, then we know that this is somebody who can actually find time to do it. You know what I mean? He can afford the time to be able to do that. And because of the stature of this person, Dr. Kofi Amoa, again, he has a bit of history with Ghana football. He never likes to be involved with the day-to-day operations of Ghana football, but somehow... He always pops up when there's trouble. So, for example, I can take you to 2003 to 2005, where Ghana football was in a similar crisis like this. The management committee that was formed to manage Ghana football at the time was led by the same man. When Ghana needed a CEO to be in charge of our African Cup of Nations that we hosted here in 2008, Dr. Kofi Amoa was the CEO. So he's got a good track record of, you know, smoothing things and transitioning periods from one to the other. So nobody really complained when his name was, was there. Plus, of course, he has money to be able to make things smooth. So, yeah, it always helps. <laughs> no, thanks so much uh, for that. Uh, I don't know, a person, a journalist of your caliber uh, would have put that analogy together. So I think uh, wonderfully done, though, with that uh, linking it to a Patrice Butsipa type person if they were to be put in that position. Now, this specified yeah. period again, Gary, uh, which has been put for this normalization committee uh, to perform all of these functions as well. Do you think it's adequate enough time for you, given the measures and how much needs to be done? Ah, yes. So they have thought of this. And so on paper, they have been given six months within which to do their job. But if they are approaching the six months and they determine that, hang on, six months may not be enough, they are going to officially notify FIFA and CAF and the date is going to be extended. So six months is not the be-all and end-all. It's just the uh, probationary period, if you like. If they need more time, they are going to say so, and they are going to be given more time. I love the way FIFA has been, I won't say bulldozing, Gary. I just like the way that they've been asserting themselves, you know, retaining the right to remove or add any member of this normalization committee, which I suppose any authority would want to do. But it's almost like coming in guns blazing, wanting authority, wanting accountability. Yes, that's it. So, again... For some context, this is not the first time FIFA have formed a normalization committee. Ghana is not the first place. They've done it in Cameroon. And actually, as we speak, Cameroonian football has not been controlled by the FECAFOOT, you know, Cameroon Football Association, for about two years now. They also had issues uh, relating to elections and interference and so on. And FIFA came in with a normalization committee. In South America, there's been something like that in Argentina as well. 
there was an instance in Australia. There was an instance also in Guinea. So in terms of experience, FIFA have been there and they have done that. So, you know, some of the things that will happen here because of their experience in these five countries I've named, they are anticipating them. But it's important the point you make about accountability because at the press conference today, FIFA said, you know what, we have given you four names which we have selected based on consultation we have had with with CAF and also the government of Ghana. However, if at any point we find out that any of these four members are doing anything to impugn the integrity of this normalization committee, we reserve the right to kick them out. And if we find somebody else who we think upon our consultation with the government of Ghana, with CAF as well, the person holds enough credibility and clout, we will add them to the committee as well. So that's the background to that. All right, that's the story there, Gary L. Smith uh, joining us. A, a quick one, Gary, before I say goodbye mm-hmm. to you. I picked up on the story, though, about the Ghanaian FA falling foul of the Kenyan anti-doping regulations, and oh, it, it involves one very big name in Newcastle's uh, Christian Atsu uh, being one of the players involved. Do you know anything about it? Well, yeah. I mean, we had it. You know, so Ghana played Kenya in the, in the qualifiers this weekend and lost to Kenya by a goal to nil. Yeah. And afterwards, there was a story that came out that said that some of Ghana's players had um, two things. It said that some of them refused to take part in the doping measures that were demanded of them and that, you know, some of them did not also meet the criteria and all that, which was a surprise to us because there were Ghanaian journalists there. Nobody saw anybody going for any doping test or being asked for any doping test. But the official spokesperson team of the Ghana contingent that went to Kenya said that, I mean, none of it is true. So for us as well here, it's a developing story and there's no finality to it as well. So just like you, we are also waiting for additional details from the authorities. So we'll let you know if we get anything. Gary L. Smith, as always, you sound like you're right here next door. You're all the way in Ghana. Clear line, loved it. Great analysis, my friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> ah, India Bonga. Bonga Kulbab. Yo! Hey! Hey! Even Babam Tet was shocked. Hey! You're surprised, Gary L. Smith saying, Nya Bonga. Yeah, no, don't even don't don't even greet me. Don't even don't even worry about greeting me. I, I, no, just, no. I just had a look in your face. You see, you see, you see into win. No, don't worry. You, 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 you'll greet when you come back from the break. I'm, I'm just dealing with your reaction right now. Yeah, no, I was a bit surprised. I didn't expect it at all, honestly. But it's good to hear that Africa, we are Africans. Hey, Amen. <laughs> what a way, Babam Tato in the house. Find out why he's here with us in studio. Oh, I told you, it's a beautiful. Thursday today. Looking forward to chatting, Chairman's Chair. Uh, there's also a couple of top stories that you want to hear and find out all about. It's a Thursday. It is MSW.